Hey everyone, it's Long Allen Ice-T, and I want to tell you before the episode starts about Anchor. Now, Brain Buster Radio has been going on since 2012, but with Anchor Podcasting, we've really stepped our game up here, talking programs with you, and we're everywhere now because of Anchor. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any podcast gimmick out there, and that is because Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing, and monetizing your podcast. And most importantly for us here at BBR, it is 100% free and 100% ridiculously easy to use. The Marburgers came from on high and said, hey, use Anchor for the podcast. And that's what we're doing. We're using Anchor now and we're everywhere and we haven't been happier. It hasn't been been simpler in the six years we've been doing the show. So if you've always wanted to do a wrestling show or any kind of podcast, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start and join me, Long Allen Ice T, and the Brain Busters and the diverse community that uses Anchor as a podcasting service. They're all using it. You need to get on it. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Now, let's get to start talking programs. And now from east of the Pacific to west of parts unknown, south of Mars, north of hell, here are the smartest minds in the sport of professional wrestling. This is Brain Buster Radio. You only learn the way you are inside when life gives you the test. Will you back down, turn and run, or stand up with the best? Doing Brainiacs, Long Allen, Ice T here, ready to talk programs with you. And if I sound crystal clear, better than ever, Brainiacs, it's because I'm coming to you from uh, some of our remote location, Marburger Studios, uh, a palace I-, I would call this place, the and really the perfect setting to talk about the perfect moment in professional wrestling where we're rock and roll where competition, wins and losses mattering, nostalgia, surprises, competition, it's all converging into a great moment in history. And here we are, professional wrestling, better than it's ever been. We've got possibly the greatest holder of the money in the bank uh, right now. And we just had possibly the biggest non-WWE show to happen in 20 plus years. We're going to talk all about it, Brainiacs. Tweet it, read it, tell it, shout it, be all about it. At the Brain Busters on Twitter, Instagram, Instagram Junior, and Facebook this week. We got Vinman here on limited dates, and Vinman is all elite. He's buying the merch on Pro Wrestling Tees. He's he's making sure he's gonna be there for all out. Vinman is anti WWE. Now it's his new gimmick. Uh, I I'm not quite sure where you got that information, Long Allen. Uh, Dave Meltzer I, told I, me. I wouldn't quite say <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, but yeah, I, a, a groundbreaking week in the world of professional wrestling. Brock Lesnar, the beast in the bank. Bailey, K 
cashing in the money in the bank, becoming the SmackDown Women's Champion, and to top it all off, maybe the highlight of this week, Charlotte Flair driving the pace car for for the Coca-Cola 600 Triple J. Uh, do you think it's at least for me? It's a missed opportunity, you know, that Bailey didn't decorate that that briefcase with her, you know, smiley faces and that that hugger emoji. And you know, we uh, imagine we could be saying Bailey in the bank every week, but you know, unfortunately, at least for the fans' point of view, she cashed it in that night. Uh, I, I'm a little upset at that, and I'm, I'm hoping Brock Lesnar spray paints a big boom box. On that briefcase. I think most of the people listening, Triple J, forgot about everything you just talked about because we are coming less than 24 hours since All Elite's Double or Nothing show, which I know Moose the Mark is ready to talk about. In Long Island, there's certain, you know, the moon landing happened, I believe, 50 years ago today. Allegedly. The anniversary of Woodstock. I mean, we've got another huge landmark event for human culture that's going to be remembered 50 years from now the day the war started the day that cody rhodes the young bucks (laughs) and kenny omega came in to save the sport of professional wrestling i don't know about saved it but they definitely (laughs) made it interesting we also have dr mil calzonis on here to press buttons make us all sound good and chime in on the important issues uh, doctor, what, from a medical perspective, what's the biggest thing going on right now? Because you got Brock walking around with a ghetto blaster in the bank, and you've got Cody Rhodes smashing uh, Triple H's persona in effigy. Uh, I don't know. I think the biggest thing going on is Brock Lesnar just rocking out with that boombox money in the bank. You know, I wonder what's in there that he's listening to that he keeps bumping his head to. I, I like to think that Brock is doing that while listening to some Beastie Boys. I think he he gets down to some hello nasty. <laughs> that that looked like some you know rage against the machine uh, head heading on, and at least from my perspective. Do you think Brock's killing in the name of when he's doing that? Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he, he may be. But, uh, yeah, you're right. We're talking about Double or Nothing. Uh, Dr. Calzones, did you watch this? I, I haven't spoken Wait, to you. the T-shirt company has a pay-per-view? Uh, yes. Uh, no, I've, I heard about Double or Nothing. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Yeah, but everybody else on the, everyone else on the show, including uh, Vinman and myself, we were paying customers uh, to a degree. I, I guess you could say, Vidman. Both both of us watched it. Did you even watch the buy-in, the whole pre-show with that bat- that casino battle royale on the singles match? Uh, no, it was too expensive to watch the the pre-show. It was, it was free. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, I don't think I have that money on me right now. Well, you well, got to pay for the internet. It, it, uh, <laughs> in Doctor Calsonis's defense, he's always since I've known him only ever made an effort to watch only WWE if any wrestling at all. And whenever he would watch WCW back in the day, it was because he was being forced to. Is that correct, Doctor? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Um, I mean, now no one's forcing me to watch AEW. But I'll do what I've been doing lately. I'll read all about it, and I'll catch up, and then I'll be back. Yeah, the rest you, you, yeah. <laughs> the whatever's is, in the papers. That's very that's very common because Moose the Mark will tell you a lot of people are reading about AEW's double or nothing. The only difference between you and them, Doctor, is that you're not going on the internet and saying how much better than WWE it was, even though you didn't watch. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 no, no. I'm just reading what happened. I'm just the outcomes. I'm not reading anyone's opinions. Just a straight information. This person won. This person won. This person lost. This person came up. Well, I, so, I, so obviously, what's what's causing this is, uh, you know, double or nothing. Musa Mark, could you give us your unbiased take on what happened last night? I mean, I, I think it was a perfectly executed show. I mean, this is the barely legal. Was barely legal the first ECW pay per view? Yeah. Or was it living? It, it kind of reminds me. I don't know. I just yeah. had. No, it was barely legal. Yeah, it's okay. one of those. Yeah, I'm talking barely legal, except you know the power didn't almost go out and like cancel the thing nationwide. I thought this was like, barely legal with money. I think, yeah, no, exactly. But no Terry yeah, Funk. You, know, you want to talk about landmark moments? You want to talk about betrayals? You know, Shane Douglas throwing down the NWA title. You have Bret Hart, recently inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame, who escorted his niece into her match. Uh, at the last pay per view, was that at WrestleMania? I think it was it was WrestleMania. 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 Yeah. And he unveils the AEW All Elite Wrestling World Championship. That's that's huge. Say nothing about John Moxley. Well, Moose but even Mark, better for, than that. I mean, there was Moose, great wrestling on the show too. There, was, there, there was. But for for people who didn't see Bret the Hitman Hart come out, that was, I think, the shocking moment of the night more than anything. Can you kind of paint the picture for someone like? Uh, Dr. Calsonis, what happened when Bret Hart came out and revealed the AEW world title? Oh, yeah. I mean, so he came out and he's dressed in like his usual Bret, you know, gear. I believe he wore shorts yeah. or at least cowboy boots. And, and he unveils the title and he never once shows it to the hard camera. He just kind of like shows it at an angle. We never get a good glimpse at it. Whatsoever. We never get that hero shot. No, we never get the saying, hero shot. Um, and then I did was the main event for the title. Is Chris Jericho the champion now? <laughs> oh, it's a title no. match. And, <laughs> okay, okay, that's there, right? Right there says something about this show that that Musta Mark doesn't even know who the champion <laughs> is. Now, I'm I'm a astute observer, so maybe this says more about Musta Mark than the show, but you should yeah. know, Moose, that. Hangman Adam Page won the Casino Battle Royale, and he entered a world title match against the winner of Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. The winner of right. the ma- yeah, they were match now. But, but was the winner of that the champion? Is no. he going for a title match? No, no. Did you, did, you see, right. did you see referee Paul Turner hold up that belt before the match? <laughs> no, I did not. And then it was not I didn't for see the Bret hold up that belt. Who could? That thing looks like it weighs 150 pounds. I don't know if there's anyone on the AEW roster who could hold that belt above their head. Maybe Luchasaurus. Hell yeah. That's a big dude. He's got a master's degree. (laughs) I was rooting hard for Luchasaurus in the Casino Battle Royale. Him or or Maxwell Jacob Freeman, because he's better than me. I feel like we should... We should kind of start with this Casino Battle Royale. This was the world's first impression of AEW, and I got to admit, I wasn't that impressed from the get-go. If I hadn't already bought my thing three weeks ago, like, I don't know if I would have been convinced. I mean, You called your cable provider three weeks ago to make sure that you were in. That's right. I I told them to mail me my receipt so I could send it in and get a free uh, free set of beer koozies. The the thing about, uh, I'll say that uh, the BR Live app, 
uh, watching this pay-per-view Brainiacs was great. It was seamless. <laughs> it 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 was. It worked perfectly. You get two congruent streams. So uh, I watched Triple J split it with me. The Marburgers refused to to pay for this this pay-per-view for us this time around. So we had to go out of pocket for the thing. But uh, it worked. It was a great stream. I, actually, the, the future in-laws uh, were over. Miss Elizabeth's parents were over, and they were saying, "Wait." This is a stream? That is a great picture. And they loved it as well. So a good good broadcast, I would say, overall. But back to the Casino Battle Royale. Yeah, the big yeah. thing for that, they missed feel- the spot with the cigarette going out on uh, on Joey Janela. Joey Janela. Yeah. Yeah. There, I feel like there were some guys who should not have been in this Geek Battle Royale. First of all, by not, I like the gimmick with the picking cards and stuff, but like – Without getting people's individual entrances, like the Rumble format, isn't nearly as exciting, you know. Yeah, I Moose, I'll agree with you. I mean, I I think I, I think they tried to do some comedy bits, and like Long Allen was saying, they had too many uh, big spots going on at the same time, so you just caught some things in the background, and it's almost like they were trying to replicate. The uh, you know the battle royal from all in yeah. the over the budget yeah. battle royal and I think they poor you know came up really well, short if that's what they were aiming. Well, for. I'll say this you know I, I like the idea I I, th- I think you know it's different uh, I was intrigued by it uh, the execution uh, not so much and you know you know part of it was uh, you had a, a, an extreme mishmash of talent you know all trying to get their shit in but they the, the there there was not a good agent putting together a match like this you know, for a match like this where you got all this stuff going on and you got to make sure certain spots get on the camera you got to have somebody like a pat patterson back there putting together this match and i don't think that's what what happened i think that was where they, they dropped the ball they, they really needed a pat patterson yeah. going okay uh jimmy havoc you and this guy do the the hardcore <laughs> spots and uh the, the lucha lucha dinosaur uh you <laughs> wait for it to be over before you go for the choke slam that, yeah, that's, that's really what they needed. Do you think Malenko was the agent, or or who? who he do you just think got hired, Jerry, didn't he? Jerry well, maybe Lynn. if if Billy Gunn was the you know he was out there working the match, so maybe either Jerry Lynn or Bidman. Do you think the fifty man battle royal at Super Showdown is going to be more organized? <laughs> oh yes, yes, and it will be better. Uh, I will say that. <laughs> well, that that's because it's going to have a, a Yokozuna <laughs> knockoff. It'll be Georgia. as good or better than Double or Nothing. <laughs> Equivalent or better. <laughs> Wait, was, cheese, was Cheeseburger? Cheeseburger was not. Uh, no, which okay, is surprising because this was his kind of match. <laughs> but yeah, you, you had Luchasaurus, you had Jungle Boy, you had that uh, the the amputee in there, you had Orange <laughs> Cassidy, who I guess there were 22. Uh, well, what who else was would that, you? Who was that baby oil man? Yeah, Michael, like, Michael Nakazawa. Nakazawa. Michael Nakazawa. He's the best. I love Michael Nakazawa, who is as good or better than a lot of the talent in the ring, but he just was, you know, <laughs> wasn't his night. And I think we, gotta, his night. we really got to point out. Well, he, he which, drew spades, I think so. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, were you? I like the Casino Battle Royale because you could root for suits. That's what I was doing for it. I couldn't just pick one guy. So I was You're rooting going with for diamonds. I was rooting for yeah. diamonds the whole the whole way. Yeah, I feel like next year they're gonna encourage people to show up, like get tattoos. Like I'm team. Di- I've been team diamonds since the first double or nothing, man. So yeah, I mean, I think everyone agrees. 
it's a good plan, but it was not execute, executed well in its, uh, you know, freshman album. Well, I, I, whatever. It was still entertaining and really cool to see the Luchasaurus come. So it, close. it was good once they got down to like the final. Now six I gotta, guys. I gotta ask Moose the Mark because uh, we the there was a lot of chatter in the in the house while we were watching the buy-in. What was old, good old Jr. saying about the Luchasaurus? Or was he not on commentary? He wasn't. No, on he was not on commentary during the pre-show. Oh my fucking god! I can't wait to hear Jr. talk about Luchasaurus. He's he's a dinosaur. He's a dinosaur with a master's degree, and he knows karate. <laughs> oh man, he's a very talented dinosaur man. Um, it's like. Keep talking about how Pentagon Junior and uh, Phoenix—they were kids used to wrestle on their beds, wreck box springs. <laughs> can can we talk about the tables that we're seeing in AEW? These are not yeah. strong style yeah. tables, but they're not WWE tables either. These are like hybrids. Yeah, yeah. these things looked—they looked. I don't know where where would they, you see these in real life, <laughs> man? Are these exclusive to AEW? Is this a new a new breed of table? I, yeah, I think they went and you know they you know. They, they're, they are, they're trying to revolutionize the game, and and they are you know, wider than regular tables. I yeah. would think also. Yeah, they, also, they, I, I'd also like to point out that their their choice of uh, surprisingly soft lighting and stage equipment is uh, is also look pretty more, pretty a lot more convincing than like Miz and Shane at WrestleMania. I didn't yeah. see any feathers or packaging peanuts. Oh yeah, I mean you're you're jumping to the end of the show. I I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, we'll get there. Let's uh, let's let's try to go in order here. Anybody have anything else to say about the Casino Battle Royale? Uh, is does anyone know? Did Joey Janela die yet? Is he a fucking legend yet? Because no, he's he did, fine. He is okay. Because that was amazing. He went through the the table, but you know his goal in AEW, Moose the Mark. He's what? His goal in AEW, Joey Janela. He cut a promo. He said, "The day I die in that fucking wrestling ring is the day I become a fucking legend." And live forever. So you have that to look forward to every time he's in an AEW ring, which I think is That's worth fair. the price of admission alone. Yeah, I'm telling you, him and Orange Cassidy should not have been in the opening match. That, although I will say they did, they were funnier than the librarian sketch, which I'm not a being an elite guy. I didn't get it. Didn't seem to go over too well. Oh, I don't know what the deal with it was. This is also why Brain Buster Radio is the best goddamn pro wrestling show out there in the world today. Because you get the perspectives. You've got Moose the Mark, who is watching this from a Uncle Dave perspective. Vin Man, who's hate-watching AEW. Triple J, who's critical. <laughs> and Dr. Calsonis, who's reading about it. And then you have me, who I am a Being the Elite person. Let me t- tell you, I watched every Being the Elite episode leading up to this show. I watched every Nightmare Family Road to Double or Nothing episode all day long leading up to the show. I watched the documentary on AEW's own YouTube channel. I watched all the content, uh, and I was ready for it. And if you watched all that, it did make the Casino Battle Royale a lot more interesting because I knew about uh, the different angles. It also made the librarian stuff really fun, and I was hoping they'd get a match. We need to get pretty Peter Avalon and Leva Bates in a match, Triple J, I think— Maybe with a book in the air, and they got to climb a ladder, retrieve it to become the librarian. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't keep up on those being the elites like you do, but I, you know, I was privy to what was going on in that back. It's like segment, that, you so. know. I'm telling you, it's like well, if you're watching WrestleMania without ever watching Raw or SmackDown or 205 Live, it, it just makes it, a lot of it just <laughs> yeah. 
a lot of it just you know goes over your head, I guess. But I will say with that that angle, Moose the Mark, uh, I know some people who think it's kind of problematic the way they're portraying librarians, especially for a company claiming to be so inclusive and progressive. That's kind of it's kind of troublesome. Well, you know, librarians are you know it's it's about where you punch, you know, and and you're punching up at like the the librarian. Uh, industrial complex. I mean, everyone knows that libraries are super well-funded and really, you know, I mean, these these people are getting rich off of being librarians. So, you know, it's okay for... AEW's the little guy. They're punching up. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, the media covers that, but there's other things the media's... Uh, I mean, you've got Congress people who are all about AEW and uh, a lot of good feedback on social media from what I've seen so far, but... Uh, Triple J, would you say that you you said this Casino Battle Royale wasn't better than the All In Battle Royal? But what about as a show on overall, uh, All In or Double or Nothing? Um, I I you know to to be truly accurate, I'd have to go back and watch All In. Uh, the the only thing I'm going to say is Double or Nothing. Uh, you know, uh, up until the last three matches, I I, I was feel I wasn't really feeling very hot on the card, and that was probably because there were no personal issues that were involved. But those last three matches were all great. You had personal issues issues being settled, and I think that's what people are going to remember about it because that's what I'm remembering about it. Perhaps all in may have been better from top to bottom. But double or nothing, you know, they closed it out really nice, and that's what people are going to remember. So, uh, you know, right now, if I'm on the spot, I would say as a total package, I'm going to – I re- recall All In being better. But I, I could be wrong. I'd have to go back and watch it. Moose the Mark, what is Uncle Dave – which ticket step does Uncle Dave think will be worth more in the future? <laughs> I think definitely this one. I mean, I'll, you know – Sad to say, but both G1 Supercard and All In, which like are super historic things, I mean, Ring of Honor is involved somehow. And I don't know if it's Sinclair or just like Ring of Honor in general, but it doesn't feel as pure as All Elite Wrestling's first big show. Well, I was entertained, and I don't need personal issues all up and down the show to get excited, especially Vinman when there were two, not one, two fucking Kongs on one show. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's that's right. Uh, yeah, this was it was. I'll, I'll give my opinion here, and, and it's probably going to be unpopular. But you know, you watch this show, and then you watch you know any other Ring of Honor show or New Japan show or some combination thereof, and I couldn't really tell much of a difference. You, you know, it's it's the same guys. Uh, going out there and just having matches with not a ton of story really built into it, uh, with not a ton of you know truly elite top talent. Uh, the only difference I saw on this particular program compared to some of the other independent shows I've seen recently is the this show had to rely on ex WWE stars like Chris Jericho and Dustin Rhodes to really carry the show. Those guys were the stars. And so, you know, that makes me think, you know, those guys aren't going to be along forever, around forever. Where's the where's the talent coming from? Where's the star power that's going to carry this company? You know, I did not see anything that made this, you know, very historical 
or anything like that or groundbreaking. I mean, there was, you know, there's some good matches. I think there's some, some decent guys on here, but you know, the, being the greatest show of all time. I mean, unless you're going to tell me it's the best because it was the most recent one and happened last night, you know, I can't really say that. Vin Man, so you don't think Jungle Boy is going to be the next Hulk Hogan or Steve Austin? No. In fact, some of the people I were watching with were very confused as to how this guy, you know, uh, got who, who let him in the building without <laughs> buying a ticket? <laughs> what are you talking about? Jungle Boy is, I think, one of going to be one of the great stars of the future. He is as good or better than Marco Stunt, who is already critically acclaimed. So they're oh both, goodness. I think, destined to be huge AEW stars. Jumping, Jacob J, you'll appreciate this. The way I looked at Jungle Boy was that they had an idea for this character, and they really wanted Craig Icavino <laughs> for it. But they couldn't it, find it. So they called it, this like jungle boy. They shrunk down Bruiser Brody and took the intensity away from him. And and that's <laughs> and you've got jungle boy. I mean, you you've got a you've got I a mean, lot that, of you got a lot of good ehos. Hung man is ready to kill somebody right now. I think that's what he was going for whenever he was hitting that right bit. Now he he hit one right of passage already, I think just in the ring earlier and then uh, and he hit the bad boy the and the bad boy didn't, uh, got saved by Penelope Ford but he put him through that table and the hangman was standing there a two time murderer of Joey's until yes. he was until he saw a ghost Dr. Calsonis I don't know what happened I don't know now when you guys went to Starcast by any chance did you guys run into Papa Shango or something was he there I, I don't recall seeing him or anyone else that could perform witchcraft. I only saw I saw uh, Brutus Beefcake wearing a really tight T-shirt, but I don't think he's capable. <laughs> we just, maybe maybe he hooked up with Rosemary or something because she was there. Oh, okay. She well, was. Something happened. It's just man, Joey Ryan is still alive. The mystery has finally be, has finally been solved. Does this mean that Hangman gets to finally wear boots? I don't know. Now, Dr. Calzonis, in your professional opinion, uh, is this something uncommon where, you know, someone appears to be dead and, and paralyzed and then, you know, th their organs start reanimating? Is that something you've seen before? Uh, I've seen it in special occasions and uh, I guess I guess the blood got flow. I guess enough blood didn't come out of Joey Ryan and there was enough to flow down there to uh, have his dong rise. Well, that's there... no. It's, well, listen, rigor mortis is a thing. The doctor will tell you you can get a hard on even when you're dead, and unfortunately for some young ladies in the back of convenience stores, they had to find that out the hard way uh, in New Jersey <laughs> from a story I read a while back. But you can't have a boner when you're dead. But the thing about Joey Ryan's boner is that his dick is magical. And super strong, so rigor mortis actually reanimated oh, him, yeah. and he res erectioned. I don't know. There's, there's no explaining. It was just magic. I guess it's just that's what happens when you're the king of dong style. I guess the magic of Joey Ryan's cock, and he came out, and we got the dick druids. We got one of the sleaziest entrances I've ever seen. Great pick of stocked '70s sleaze music too by the all-in team. I don't know if I've ever heard that theme for Joey Ryan. That might be his Lucha Underground theme. I'm not sure. But that music was money. The entrance was money. The Dick Druids, I just, I was just scared because the ball sacks, I thought they would trip on the steps there, Dr. Kelsonis, but they were able to get there. 
Yeah, luckily for them, we don't want someone going flaccid and just plopping down. <laughs> what if one of them <laughs> just flopped? Just yeah. <laughs> I would make them back up. <laughs> I mean, Penelope Ford was out there, so they were all able to stay yeah. stay standing tall. <laughs> uh, so, Triple J, you and Jim Cornette did not like the Dick Druids. I I did not. I, I thought the match was really good for what it was. I understand what they're doing. You know, they're they're finishing this feud that they've been telling for how many weeks or how many months? But a year, probably a year. Maybe, maybe a year. I I don't know. But yeah, I I did not like that. Was it because it was vulgar? It doesn't. Was it because what? It was vulgar. Did you wish they had socks on, Triple J? I I think it was less that <laughs> it was less that it was vulgar and more that someone was now. See, I'm not against resurrections, but I'm I'm against res erections. I think I'll just leave it at that. I I don't know. I don't see the difference. I thought it was a wonderful, wonderful way for Joey Ryan to return, and uh, some people were trying to tell me that that was identical to Kane and the Undertaker at WrestleMania 20. Um, I'd have to rewatch that classic, but uh, that was, I think, more than any moment of the night, that was the one that will stick with me the longest. That was unforgettable. Joey yeah, Ryan. It was, it was hard for me to watch. Yeah, it, well, yeah, it was very hard. It was hard for everybody. It did its job. If it was hard for you to watch, if, if it was hard for you to swallow Triple J, then it did its job. I don't know. Everybody Who seemed was- to. You know, Everybody seemed to be satisfied there after they left. Who wasn't having a hard time during during that? That's we all witnessed a, a ghost. It's traumatic. Everybody but, was satisfied. You're right, Triple J. After this, we had the match. Brothers from another mother. Uh, <laughs> Jay Lethal transformed into the Black Wachismo. And Doctor Calzonas, you'll have to you know you'll have to smarten us up if anything was said on commentary, but that appeared to be the jacket at least an original from randy savage i don't know uh, yeah they, they, did, they did say it on the commentary team that it was the original jacket uh yeah so you're correct on that one triple j bestowed upon assuming... black machismo by one and only genius lanny Poffo, who yeah. oh my god what a pleasure to get to see the genius live and in person triple j yeah we, we saw we saw him coming down there we weren't sure what was in his hands we were hoping for a scroll or, or some type of poem to do anything on the mic, but they were, you know, they were Lanny Poffo Frisbees, which he used to throw out. So th- that was really good also. And the match was really good. We saw a mixture of ma- uh, Macho Man moves and Jay Lethal moves. And Jay Lethal and Flip Gordon, I watched it back when I got home on the WWE Network, move for move at the start of that match, started that match exactly like Savage and Steamboat, WrestleMania three. There they, they did... Move for move, one of the greatest matches. They they, they pay tribute to it uh, with with this ROH World Title now, match. It was now beautiful. again, now again, not to sound like a downer, but this was a big independent show, and and you're telling me they had to they had to act like you know other like other wrestlers from up in New York just to get over. Is that what you're saying? No, because that's not well, what they needed to get over. They just used that as part of the storytelling. 
Well, Triple J, Triple J, it's not Jay Lethal's fault. He had a head injury. Yeah. And it just made him a different person. Well, you're, you're the doctor. I am the doctor. So, I mean, that happens. You know, sometimes it just, he zoned in as the black machismo and zoomed by went I, back to Jay Lethal and then back to black machismo. You can't, and you can't call it gimmick infringement if it's a medical condition. And also, Lanny Poffo yeah. signed off on it, too. So, yeah. I guess. I, I'd like to see this match happen. Uh, once more, you know, just Jay Lethal versus Flip Gordon, uh, you know, again for the world title. Can you see maybe. Flip Gordon as the ROH champion one day? Not as long as Jay Lethal has the title. What was that? Not as long as Jay Lethal has the title. Oh, definitely not. No, he's going to hold that thing for at least at least a year. Oh, so that means you expect him to be the champion going into Madison Square Garden. I, I do, yes. It's going to be tough for anybody to take it away from the Black Machismo, especially with the genius at his side. We did not get a genius cartwheel, but we did get Bully Ray uh, power bombing people and coming after people with tables. But luckily, Colt Cabana made the save. He did make the save. I, I said it to you. Who would have thought that Colt Cabana would have been, you know, one of the most serious wrestlers there all night and in a very serious program? That's actually very true. I did not expect that at all, but he was, and he he did it well. It was was a great, great setup because Bully Ray and Colt Cabana are going to go at it in Ring of Honor, and when they do, hold everything the fuck down. Yeah, that's that's something that has been stewing for a while, and there's going to be a great payoff for that whenever it is. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it anytime soon. I I love stew. Actually, I'm going to get some stew after this show today even though I'm full of deep dish. We also, after this, we had three matches left. That's what everybody kept saying. Oh, my God, this match is left. Oh, my God, there's more left. This has been amazing. You could have ended it after the Cody match, and this would have been all in, would have been historic and amazing. But here we go. We get Kenny Omega versus Pentagon Jr., that hardcore wrestler from TNA, Dr. Calsonis. Ah, Okay. I believe he was billed as Penta L0M on the broadcast for whatever legal reasons. This was my match of the night. The best bout machine, uh, you know, going out there and, and proving why he why he is the best bout machine. Uh, suspicious from his absence, you know, was the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. But I don't know if you want that on the same program as inflatable genitalia. I don't know if... Uh, if if Harold would like that, <laughs> yeah, maybe that maybe that's why they kept it off. Maybe um, it's I don't know the inter, it's the international wrestling the international wrestling Grand Prix have very strict rules about what kind of appearances the belt can be made. They tell the champion when he can show that thing off. They're very strict about that. But um, who cares about that? This was all about the two guys in the ring. Well, I, I think that's very important. I don't think we should just say who cares. I don't know. This he's, was not about that belt. This was not about that championship. This was about a dream match. This was about Japan's best versus Mexico's best. Right, Doctor? That is correct. And what in the end, you can win between USA, or actually not USA, actually, it would be New Japan and Mexico. And now we, we saw it was Kenny Omega at the end, but you're right. This was the bell-to-bell match of the night, Triple J. What a back and forth. 
and I don't know what the counter was, but I'd be curious to know were there more V triggers or more, uh, you know, hand signals of Sierra Mero? Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's probably close. It is, but then also we did, we weren't. I couldn't hear it, but on TV you might have Doctor Kalsunis. How many times did Pentagon Junior call Omega Aputo? <laughs> Too many to count. I, all I know is that every time he had to say it, I had to say Heavenly Father in Spanish every time. Let's beat it to something. I'm in. So, so you you could give us the final count: cero miedos, v triggers, or putos. What was there the most of? Uh, I'm about to say putos because it's just a lot easier to pull than to pull off a v trigger. <laughs> the v triggers though were loud, Triple J, oh, and there were they were there were. You asked me how many v triggers will there be, and I told you what. A lot. I said all of them. <laughs> all the V triggers. Yeah, especially those jumping ones towards the end. This was a a great back and forth. I I don't know. I didn't check the status of Kenny Omega's arm. It didn't appear to be broke. Actually, it appeared to be broken at the time, but he was still pulling off some big moves. So uh, I, I don't think it's broken. Maybe just heavily strained. But then after the match, uh, we weren't sure was it was it a power failure? You know, where we're using up too much energy in the arena or, or was this really a big surprise and now long Island, i've i actually watched this back a couple times whenever i got home i don't know if you did or if dr calzonas was but this was great because the lights come back on even the people in the front row don't know that anything's different in the ring you know just uh, unheard of this was executed so well and it, it was so dark i i mean we and we that we were distracted at the front of the. At, we yeah, were looking, right. we, we, we were all looking Tiger at the got, at the stage. Got, well, we yeah we saw Tiger Hattori going through Gorilla. Um, you know he must have been paid off handsomely for the running of distraction. <laughs> well, we'll get to Tiger Hattori. He he was doing his own thing last night at All In, but yes, inside the ring something happened, and it ended up being the greatest of all time dressed up as Pentagon Junior. Doctor Calsonis. Uh, yeah, when I saw him come out, I said, wow, what happened to Pentagon? He got so light. <laughs> and I realized it wasn't Pentagon. Weight-wise light, you mean? Or I'm talking about it, I was like, oh, he's looking less brown. I don't know how that happened. <sighs> Chris Jericho. Got some tattoos removed. It was Chris Jericho dressed as Pentagon Jr. And I think he also was calling Kenny Omega a puto. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that, that, that sounds like Pentagon. It's a- Kenny, come here, you idiot. Puto. Puto. All right. This is really, you know. Cero miedo. Okay. There's still some cabins available, apparently, for the Jericho cruise. You know, they're, they're really hyping that up. And Long Island, I believe the match is made for what, Jericho and the Bucks versus... Uh, Kenny and who who's going to be with him? I I believe it's uh, Kenny, Marty Skrull, and Cody. Okay. Alpha Club versus Bullet Club. And Jericho set that up nicely, and then he flew right back in a private jet, dressed as Pentagon Junior, to Kansas for a Fozzie shoot. Doctor Calsonis, which is just the That's most bad, bad the badass bad shit. shit. <laughs> it's... All entry just ended with the live feed of him performing. Yeah, 
You know, how many it, private jets are flying into Kansas? Would you say? Uh, Jericho's and um, I, I guess the the Kansas Jayhawks probably have their own jet, and that's it. Maybe the so Chiefs. Not many. Uh, the Chiefs are in Missouri, doctors. Are they? Uh, that, oh. Yeah, they, Kansas City. Kansas City is in Missouri and in Kansas. So it's uh, so Jericho really gets the rock and roll treatment there as he shows up at. He wouldn't have missed all in for anything. I just wish I would have been at that Fozzie show watching Pentagon Jr. sing all those songs. (laughs) (laughs) Boot on! (laughs) Uh, That was, you know, the deep When the lights go out and the temperature rises, put those go to the other side. (laughs) That was the shocking moment of the night, I say. Even bigger than Cody winning the NWA World Championship. And the, the next match, uh, we get heavyweight versus heavyweight. Well, 205 is not heavyweight, but well, he Marty Scurll. He weighed in at like three, three something. I don't believe that. So that was a, a ridiculously flawed scale. It was broken. But what a match. And I have to admit, I was distracted the whole time because I was watching Bobby Cruz panic about 12 minutes into the match. Bobby Cruz is sitting ringside, and I notice this because I'm I'm observant of everything, and I see him try to get Tiger Tory's attention to tell him to wrap the match up. Well, 14 minutes later, the match finally ends, and All In is up against it for the pay-per-view, but don't let that get in the way of the fact that this was 26 minutes well spent. It was the longest match on the card. Really? It was that long, 26. Yes, it was. I told you this thing would not end, but that's because they were doing a having a great classic Okada heavyweight match. Marty Skrull. And you got to love when Okada pulled up the 205 with his fingers and Skrull grabbed him and broke those fingers. That was a, what a spot. Yeah, in, in addition to the hot mess, I, I also want to, you know, throw some praise to Okada because... This was really just confirmation that he really is that good. You know, I, I don't see this guy perform a lot. You know, a, a couple times a year I do, but I, I just can't keep up with all the uh, the New Japan pro wrestling that's out there today. But uh, Okada is just so good. You know, he connects with the fans, whether he's in the Tokyo Dome or Corican or the Sears Center. Uh just really great stuff from him. The villain, uh, again, the villain's great as well. Uh, fantastic by both men, but I was more impressed by O'Connor. Did Skrull earn your respect as a legitimate heavyweight, though? He had it before. Well, not me. I thought he was fucked, but he took Okada damn near a half hour, which would have been a draw in the G1, Dr. Calsonis. Didn't quite make it, though. Okada, Rainmaker! takes out the villain you can't Did any of you guys you, get any of those uh broken foam fingers uh no but we saw oh, them the, they looked really cool we did see them. the the march situation at at sierra center was Whew. it's something they're gonna have to improve upon. literally it, everyone it was, was all in line it was it was a long line <laughs> and uh I'll, I'll be looking to get mine on discount ne- uh, next year <laughs> but i have the me- <laughs> i have the, <laughs> I have the memories <laughs> And we saw it. The rain could not be stopped, even with a cool, fancy umbrella. 
The umbrella spot was good too. Can't forget about that. Oh no, the umbrella spot was great. It was like like I said, it's great work by, uh, great work by you know both talent in the ring and Okada. He just got him that time. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see any kind of post match handshake or anything because they both were rushed out because we had 14 minutes to finish this show, and that what brings us to the main event: the Golden Elite versus Rey Mysterio, Rey Phoenix, and Bandito, who. We, I cannot confirm nor deny that that was not uh, Antonio Banderas under the mask of Bandito there, Dr. Calsonas. And that's what I told everybody. I, I was telling everybody in the Sears Center that that might be Antonio Banderas. People believe now, me. Now, did, uh, did, did he have a guitar maybe or a guitar case? Did you see glorious long hair possibly sticking out of the mask? Because if you see any of those or if you see women truly attracted to El Bandito then there's a good chance it could be Antonio Banderas. Yeah, actually, Antonio Banderas would probably be under Desperado's mask in New Japan, but he could have been Bandito, too. Maybe that was Cheech Marin, actually, under Bandito's <laughs> mask. <laughs> Cheech, man. Are you sure it wasn't Paul Rodriguez as well? <laughs> All I know is that this match, it was under, it was 11 minutes and 48 seconds, according to All In's Wikipedia, Triple J, but... That's all it needed to, for everybody to get their shit in. That's all it needed. I mean, if you had a little bit more time, there would, would have been a couple seconds extra of selling. For flips. You would have saw <laughs> a, a couple more flips. Uh, really, honestly, the only Not thing... Enough flips. The worst thing that they were cut for time was the entrances. The entrances could have, you know, greatly... Uh, Gotta love that new Young Bucks theme. But yeah, the the match is like I said, it's the match you got is the match that we were probably going to get anyway. And Doctor <laughs> Calzonis, like, was once they got the three count, how how much longer till they went off air? Not not long. It just it was a three count, and I was expecting at least some kind of celebration or some kind of words of like, "Thank you, we didn't think this was possible," and no, nothing. It just pretty much ended like right after the match was over. Three, yeah, they yeah. said they finished it with three seconds to spare in the after the post match comments that were not aired that I'm sure we'll see on being being the elite. But uh, Matt Jackson had a good line, Doctor. You we weren't able to see him say this because they had to cut the pay per view. But Matt Jackson said, "Yeah, we had to we had we had to finish that pay per view and we finished it with three seconds left, so we had to beat those guys really fast." <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And Triple J had a great line as well. He kind of alluded to it that the selling in this match was only a little bit less than what was planned. Just, <laughs> just, just short, short and briefly. But Bandito was my was my favorite in this match. I love Rey Mysterio's Wolverine costume. Maybe my favorite Rey Mysterio get up ever. But Bandito, wow, that guy he he did a backflip with a man in his arms. He did a moonsault. Holding Matt Jackson for a power slam. He did a world's <laughs> strongest moonsault. It was crazy. He did. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure you're going to be able to see it long on, like you said, on being the elite or, you know, everybody that's just taking pictures and recording video from last night uh, about the speech afterwards. I, I don't really think we need to recap that. But, you know, l- let's just go around the horn. And just, you know, give us your, your last thoughts for the, Guys, the first ever yeah, all-in. 
Yeah, the, really quick, though, because we're out of time. Bobby Cruz is giving me the signal the guy's going to snort all of his cocaine right here and now before. we got to hurry this. Go, Dr. Calzonas. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Uh, I, think, I think it was great. I can't wait for All In 2, and I can't wait for the whole one-year storyline on BT. It's same here. I hope there's an All In 2 in a new location every year. Being the elite, thank you for, for revolutionizing this 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 part of pro wrestling and creating something new and exciting all in two i'm all in all forever in a hundred years uh tiger Vittori's actually he's actually telling me take as much time as i want quit selling triple j there's no time i'll just say uh, all, in, all in was an all-timer it was it was and, and with that brainiacs we gotta get out of here for jumping jacob j and and, and dr Mil Calsonis, I'm Long Allen Ice T saying um, I'm all in or, or nothing at all. Tweet it, read it, tout it, shout it, be all about it. At the Brain Busters uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you are at all in, uh, send us your pictures of us so that we could show people that we're cool, like all the millions of other podcasters who are at all in. And also so I could show uh, Miss Elizabeth how cool I am so I don't have to vacuum. I stole that joke from All Pancakes, Ethan Page. All right, we do have to get out of here, though. Rick Knox didn't cheat, Triple J. I'm surprised. I am, too. But at least at least we got one thing right in that match. <laughs> great, great night of professional wrestling. Those Bucks, the Elite, Cody, Omega, they could pro wrestling pretty good. I can't wait for more from them. Coming up next week on Brain Buster Radio, don't forget Mystery Wrestling Theater Rapongi 3069. Go listen to any of the old episodes. We just did an undressed episode. You can listen to that and watch along with us. And Brain Buster Radio will be back, of course, with some WWE talking. And maybe we'll get the thoughts of All In from Vin Man and the Moose. Moose the Mark next week, Triple J. I know we can't wait to hear what they thought of All In. Well, the Moose was the first individual eliminated from the Battle Royal. I, I hope it doesn't end that way for him next week. I, I'm, yeah, and Moose the Mark as well. He was eliminated, I'm sure, and probably didn't make it all the way through because he was complaining about something on the internet. Dr. Calzonas, gracias, señor. Hijo de Mr. Ass and Tortas. Puto. Dr. Calzonas, can you just yell my name once more? Four. Dr. Milkalsonis on the Unos and Doses. Rainmaker! Jumping Jacob J. Keep in order. Mustamark on the internet gimmicks. A man called Wired with his toes in the sand in Hawaii, not all in. And Vinman, who actually was all in. And Long Allen Ice T, who is always all in. I'm Long Allen Ice T saying, we gotta get the hell out of here and watch more pro wrestling. See you, Brady X! We are out of time!